This is the NFL show to be named later. Foosball, whatever you call it with them gargantuans. Starring T.J. Weber, Zach Zook, and Big Webb. Brought to you by Bruise on the Balcony. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the NFL show to be named later. We are going into week number four. TJ Weber alongside Zach Zook and Big Webb once again. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. We are blessed to have all these great listeners and uh, a lot of good football happening. But I tell you what, it's getting a little bit tougher. As uh, Guys, as you know, the, the panel joins me here. Tough week three for a lot of us. Um, I mean, I went up in wins total last week, and now we're tied with Big Webb. Big Webb went down uh, in the fire pretty quickly. Uh, but it's a long season. That's what the NFL does, though. I mean, it, to not be too cliche – Anything can happen in this league, and we saw Minnesota only score six points against the wow. Bills at home. Yeah. Buffalo put up, what was it, 27 on them before they even scored. I mean, yep. it was unbelievable to see. Uh, the Detroit Lions beat the Patriots. Oh, Off my God. Shenai. Oh, there my go. God. Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> uh, it was it was a great, great night as a Detroit Lions fan. But uh, there was a lot of just weird games. I mean, a lot of games that – you didn't expect to go certain ways, and some games you expected to go the exact way it did. So, uh, guys, before we get into the picks and before we kind of break down how we did last week, what were your thoughts on week three? Well, the NFL is a league of parity. That's, to use a cliche, that's what is always talked about in the NFL. And, boy, did that bear itself out this week. So many upsets. The Cardinals came very close to beating the Bears. Of course, we already mentioned the Vikings. The Packers got shellacked by the Redskins. The Lions, 0-2, beat the Patriots, defending, well, they've gone to the Super Bowl a number of times, yeah. not defending. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia, close, won, though. But and how about Jacksonville losing at home to the yeah. Tennessee Titans? And so, boy, it was all over the place last week. And I, <laughs> I am surprised that I made out as well as I did. To be quite honest with you, <laughs> you could kind of smell it this week, boys. It it looked ugly making the picks last week. It, I tell TJ all the time, week three and four is just kind of a getting uh, getting used to what's going on for the year. And it's, uh, man, parody is all over the place. And, and it's no accident. I mean, the NFL's got the greatest set of, uh, of, of support league, you know, being college football. I mean, you, you get that draft. When, you are, when you're the worst team in the league, you get the best player. And, boy, does that thing pan out each and every year with the draft to, to even these teams out. And with us uh, playing against the spread, it evens it out even more. And uh, it makes it fun, but it also uh, – brings a lot of reality on a week like this i think a lot of times whenever i pick these games i think i do pick the better team however i don't think i put too much when i really look at the first three weeks of picks i did you know i'm tied for the lead with us and i'm a couple back of the lead in our entire bruise on the balcony thing which we all are and we'll talk about that in a second but i don't look at home and away as much as i should i mean i really try to look at the talent first and the injuries and you know kind of the trends stuff like that Mm -hmm. But one thing I think I'm very, you know, got to get better at is realizing how good and how bad some teams are away from home, at home, and all that type of stuff. Now, anything can happen. I I don't think anybody would have thought Minnesota would have played that way against anybody at home, um, right. let alone the, the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen, two rushing touchdowns last week. I mean, this is, it's a crazy league, but I'm just saying overall, I think I, I noticed last week especially, I picked a lot of away teams, and even though I didn't do too bad, it's still I, I take some teams when they're at home for granted, and I think that's something I got to think about. Well, yeah, but here's also what I'd say to you: if you're picking straight up, I and I think home field advantage so matters in the NFL. But I bet you, if you went back and looked at a lot of your picks, you're picking teams that are receiving points. So that's something to think about with the spread too. Mm-hmm. We picked a lot of road dogs. Me and you both went with Buffalo, right? Because Boy, well, I took. 16? I actually took Minnesota. Oh, uh, you, you and you and Big did. Web. Took, oh, me and Big Web. I, I knew there was two of us that went with Buffalo because yeah. the, the spreads are just so high. And me and you went with Arizona the week they got shellacked by the Rams, like thirty-four to nothing. And, right. And so that that time it didn't bear itself out. But yeah, the spread makes it way tougher. And and you're right. I I have kind of noticed too that these teams are all so close together mm-hmm. that. The home field advantage is a lot of times what puts it in another direction, and it only gets stronger as the year goes on. Right. The Packers were playing in Lambeau last week against the Vikings in like 80 degree weather, 
and it's it's not nearly as much of an advantage had you played them there in December or all the teams that went out onto the East Coast this weekend and were feeling the effects of the hurricanes. How many soggy fields did we right. see this weekend? Absolutely. And so, huge advantage for the home teams. For sure. Yeah, it was one of those weeks that you kind of scratch your head at some of the outcomes. But again, as me and Dad kind of talked about, you know, we watch the NFL a lot together on Sundays whenever I don't have to work, obviously. Um, but we kind of discussed how weeks three and four especially are kind of the feel-out weeks. You kind of figure out what these teams are going to be in weeks three and four, and then they kind of settle down. I'm not saying nothing crazy happens anymore, but uh, some teams kind of figure out who they are in three and four. But it's one of those weeks where if you're going to take some upsets, if you're going to take some dogs and try to go for some good odds, you know, week three was the way to do it, as you could see, and week four might be the same. What do you think, Dad? No, I agree. I agree. I, I look at this board coming up here for this week, and it looks the same. It, it looks like there's a, a lot of head scratchers in here. I mean, I told you guys last week or two weeks ago how we had a couple of uh, front runners in, in the Rams and Jacksonville that were just seemed like they were ahead of the pack. Now, I'm, I'm not giving up on Jacksonville. Jacksonville came into this game, and they I don't know what their game plan was, but it, they never went downfield. They played a very short game. They played a run game and a very short game, and they never they never spread it out. Why, I do not know, because they spread it out earlier in the year. So, uh, yeah, I, I just chalk it up to a, a bad game plan there, and they, they just did not make it happen. And then at the end, when they, okay, now we need a touchdown. We need to do our thing. Well, it's too late. They didn't get it done. But uh, right. I still think the, the, the Rams – the Rams are who we thought they were. They still are, and they they they, uh, they still keep covering and uh, and doing their thing. And uh, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting uh, if they can keep it up. And, and right now, I think they will. So yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's uh, it's another parody week, and uh, we'll see what we can do in, in grabbing some of these long shots and uh, maybe getting a win. So that being said, let's go over uh, the picks from last week. So leading the pack out of the listeners and out of us. Kay Roberts, uh, my Aunt Kay, led the way with Woo-hoo! 10 total wins, uh, big-time <laughs> wins all the way. She started out tough with the Jets losing, but then uh, was really good in the noon and 3 o'clock games and then lost on Monday night with Tampa, but did uh, did a lot of great things, and she's actually leading the entire pick with 26 total wins. So a uh, good job to Aunt Kay out there. Shout-out. Next up, my other aunt, Aunt Gigi, is in uh, second for the week. She got nine wins. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Uh, they both almost picked pretty much the exact same picks, except uh, Gigi took Arizona, Kate took Chicago, so that's where they kind of fluctuated there a little bit. But uh, they had a couple off, but most of the time they pretty much picked the same thing. So how do you, <laughs> how do you like that? Um, I was in third along with Kevin McClory, Matt Jamison, Peter Fote, and uh, our one and only Zach Zook, Colby Wedwick, Kyle Stump, Blake Stump, uh, or I should say just Colby Wedwick, Kyle Stump at seven, Blake Stump, Joe Knoll, and Jordan Shrimp, along with Mark Hessler and Zach Daly, all with six. And uh, at the bottom, we have Andrew Sherping, Tammy Wrestler, and Big Webb at the bottom with five wins. So at the – you... go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. I'm just saying hello. Got here at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> it's always uh, – you're going to have tough weeks, even as the expert picker. So as we mentioned, uh, current standing, K. Roberts with 26 and first. Tied for second, you got Blake Stump and Mark Hessler with 25. Myself, Gigi Evans, Jordan Trimpf, Peter Fote, Big Webb at 24. And then tied for ninth after all those names, Kyle Stump and Zach Zook at 23. So on the panel, me and Big Webb tied at the top, if you didn't hear, at 24 apiece. I really came back there with a vengeance yeah, last week. And uh, Zach right behind with 23. So it's still having to recover from my poor week two. <laughs> anybody's anybody's ball game, but Zach and I get top dogs of the week. So speaking of last week, uh, Big Webb in his top four plays of the week actually didn't do too bad, even though uh, he only got five wins overall in the Bruce pickums. He did, however, with the plays of the week, go two for two. Got the Rams minus seven and a half right. Got the Pittsburgh Tampa over right. Lost Jacksonville minus six and a half, and lost Chicago minus five and a half. So he is at eight and five overall on the year data your thoughts on your, your best four plays last week i was happy to see that overcome in last night that that helped me uh keep it keep it even uh for the week two and two and uh still at eight and five so so not not too shabby you get spread on these uh on the picks that count you know uh but uh man last night boys just real quick in uh in DraftKings on that over under right there i had uh i had deshaun jackson and he I don't know if you guys saw it, but he ran back a punt in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. That was called back on a hold. 
and I only lost the, the winner got two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and <laughs> I only was I only was twenty points behind that guy, and he did not have Deshaun Jackson. I you know and I know other guys would have climbed up with Deshaun Jackson, but it was like a almost an eighty yard return. So how many points would that have been? Um, it well, depends. Just six, right? It should be six just on the special teams. They don't get the yards for the uh, punt returns. Oh, they don't get the yards. Okay, so it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Okay, yeah. I, thought I, was, I thought I was really high up there. <laughs> well, because they were going to get those, it, those it, yards, too. Yeah, yeah. It's an extra bonus, though, because somebody who has Tampa's defense and special teams right. gets that touchdown, but also that is the owner, Deshaun Jackson, also gets that touchdown in regular leagues. So yeah, if, if you would have had Tampa's defense – and special teams, and Deshaun Jackson, you would have got 12 points instead of six. You know what I mean? I got you. Okay. Okay. So, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, I was, I was pleased. I was pleased with the two and two with the way the, the way that uh, Sunday went. You know, I'll take it for sure, for sure. Yeah, but with Big Web's eight and five, not too shabby. And uh, moving on to week four. So speaking of week four, let's get to the matchups. As uh, you know, there's a couple teams are on bye week. Remind me, Zach. You might know. I know the Carolina Panthers, Panthers for sure. And Redskins are the only two. Only only two Redskins and Panthers. Okay, so. We move into Thursday night. Minnesota at L.A. Rams. The L.A. Rams take on the Minnesota Vikings. The Rams are minus 6.5 points for Thursday night football. Minnesota coming off their worst game in a while. Uh, Kirk Cousins fumbled the ball. I mean, looked like every play. I mean, he was all over the ground. He was dropping the ball. They did not look good at all. Um, the Rams only minus 6.5, which shocks me. I know Minnesota's a good team. I, I know they're going to bounce back from this. But the way the Rams have been playing, I mean, I, I can't believe it's only six and a half. So I'm going to take the Rams. I keep doubting them. I keep saying someone's going to get to them, but nobody has yet. And, uh, yeah, I'm taking L.A. Yeah, well, I, I can't argue with the logic in that. Is it with that. That six and a half is big versus the seven and a half, right? Yeah. We talk about the thresholds for points, that three and a half versus the seven and a half. That's a, those are big thresholds. And so the fact that they're under seven – probably is very appealing to a lot of betters. I'm taking the Vikings. I just think the Vikings are going to win this football game outright. Hmm. Um, I think they'll win it straight up. This this game for the Vikings, especially coming off a home loss to the Buffalo Bills, they're 1-1-1 now with the tie. The Rams are 3-0 in a very bad division. I'd say the NFC West and the AFC East, probably the two worst divisions in football. Those are one-horse one horse stables, pretty much. So, this game for the Vikings, I think, means a lot more than it does to the Rams, and I think that after getting just embarrassed by Josh Allen on their on their home field, they'll play much better. And the fact that it's a short week, I, I think a lot of people are going with the Rams. It feels like it's almost too obvious. I just I, I just have a weird feeling about the Vikings bouncing back this hmm. week. Okay, gotcha. No, I'm I'm going with the Rams, boys. I've been riding them all year. I'm, I'm going to continue with them until they. Uh, they proved me different, but I'll tell you, uh, you know, they're solid in, in a lot of areas of the field, and uh, I don't see that changing here. I really see this uh, this spread climbing to about eight and a half by the time Sunday rolls around. I'll take the Rams. All right, so Dad and I go with the L.A. Rams. Zach by himself with Minnesota, but you can't always, you know, hate that pick. I mean, Minnesota's a good football team. I, I do believe in what you said. I just The only reason I think is because, again, in, in Los Angeles, the Rams have looked unstoppable. Right, yeah, and, and – yeah, I wouldn't hate you for picking the Rams at all. The uh, the fact that this is a Thursday night game, this is like got to be one of the better Thursday night games we're gonna see all like, year, like right? Ever Typic that we've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, yeah. typically they're pretty bad, bad football games. But wow, two this could, could very well be a preview with the NFC Championship game the way these two guys are playing. But yeah, one thing I will mention about this Rams about this Rams game is. Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib, both out with injury, probably won't play this That's Thursday. That's a good point. That's a good point. Absolutely. And if Minnesota's offense, if Cousins can kind of get his head back into the con in, into the contest, the into tape. the game, then he'll be able to yeah, just kind of move on from it. Then uh, I think he'll have a chance, especially with those two guys out. That's a good point. Since he had Atlanta. Uh, game two, we have the Cincinnati Bengals heading out to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. That'll be at noon on Sunday. Falcons are minus five and a half points, losing a tough one in overtime. What a game that was between the Saints and the Falcons. I, uh, you know, Cincinnati didn't play too well against Carolina. The Panthers were able to do pretty much anything they wanted to. And I'm not saying that, you know, Atlanta, I, I'm not saying Cincinnati's a bad team. I think they can step things up, and they came back a little bit later on in that game. But if they gave up that many yards and that many scores to Atlanta, Christian McCaffrey ran for 130 yards on the ground. He never does that. He's receiving back. <laughs> yeah. If if Carolina can do that on offense, Atlanta 
should kill them, honestly, or at least should at least put up like 35 points on them. It's all of a matter of fact if Cincinnati can kind of come back and answer the call. A.J. Green's kind of banged up now. He's questionable already for Sunday. He'll probably play, however. But uh, give me Atlanta at home. They look good against the New Orleans Saints. Their defense didn't. But I, I really see that Dalton's going to have to throw like four or five touchdowns to even stay in it. So uh, I'll take Atlanta minus five and a half. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. And for the for part of the reasons you mentioned, too, I, I don't love the spread. Like five and a half seems like a little bit it's kind of a lot of points to give when you're at home one and two versus a team that's coming in two and one, but Joe Mixon probably won't play. I I hear he may actually have a shot to play. I thought he was going to miss multiple weeks with that knee particle surgery he had last week, but apparently there's a report floating around out there that he may have a chance, but you're right. AJ Green questionable. He may not play. They're a little bit beat up right now, and that boy Atlanta's offense is kind of humming right now. Mm -hmm. That that was a fantastic game on Sunday. I didn't... I have to... confession i didn't watch any football sunday Had any move, live football moving into the new house yeah moving into the new house so i've been watching the condensed games trying to get caught up and i atlanta new orleans was one of the first ones i watched because i wanted to see you know that was such great action obviously i was looking at the scores so yeah g- give me atlanta i think that they're a strong team i think that they get back to 500 and i'm a little bit surprised they started out one and two i had uh i had atlanta in the pool last week i was watching that game closely and it just they, they would cover, then they weren't covering, then covered, then just back and forth with New Orleans. And a fantastic game, but Atlanta did show a lot of signs last week that they're starting to move forward and get into their game. And Cincinnati did not. And like you said, you know, Carolina can pretty much do whatever they want to do. And, and, and I believe Atlanta's a much better team than Carolina. So that math adds up. So, uh, yeah, give me Atlanta minus the five and a half at home. All right, clean sweep, Falcons all the way down. New York Jets at Jacksonville. Uh, well, next up, we got the New York Jets taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags are minus 7.5 points after losing outright to the Tennessee Titans 9-6. to so Just a big old blah game overall. Uh, that one's at noon on Sunday, Jets and Jaguars. I don't like 7.5 a lot of times, but I did say this last week, and even though they had a rough week, I still believe Jacksonville's a team that even whatever spread there is, got to look at them for any week. Uh, I don't think Bortles is going to play the way he did last week. I think the defense did their job last week. It's just the offense never got going. But the Jets really have shown their true colors after that first week against Detroit. Everybody thought they were going to be something special or something a little bit better. They give the Browns their first win since 2016 back on Thursday night. I just don't see the Jets really becoming a great team. And they have a really tough, uh, I guess, path back to success when they have to take on Jacksonville in Jacksonville. I'll take the Jags. I still believe in them. Minus seven and a half still isn't enough for me. And uh, this is where Jacksonville bounces back. Yeah, in a pissed off Jaguars team, right? And right. That's that's what Sam Darnold is waiting waiting into down there. I, I I like the Jaguars too, even though they're minus seven and a half. I feel like all of a sudden the Jets are getting way more credit for their roster than what it actually is i heard one of the mainstream media guys on one of the one of the main talk shows i think it was one of the fox guys said that they're like well the jets like have a good defense i'm like no no they don't (laughs) not really (laughs) no they don't they have a they have a rookie quarterback that is finally competent and i and i like sam darnold but boy he's still a rookie on a bad team maybe if not the worst top three or five worst offensive lines in football going to Jacksonville. So this is this is one of the easier picks. I feel pretty confident the Jaguars will cover seven and a half if they can kick more than two field goals. Jaguars better get it done this week. I, I, I blame that last week's game as, as much on the coaches as I do uh, the players' execution. And uh, Jacksonville, they need to do their – they need to play their game. They need to open it up and put this conservative stuff and uh, play football. So I, I do think this is a pretty fat number, though. Uh, but I'm still going with Jacksonville at home, and uh, I hope they roll by 10 or 17 over uh, over the Jets. So Jacksonville clean sweep. little side note, too, um, and this is something we'll talk about later on, but Le'Veon Bell uh, reportedly involved in some trade talks as Pittsburgh yeah. has, has had it with him. They like James Conner, and the Jets are one of the teams that has been talking to him. So, again, I uh, actually put out a trade out for him today. So oh, I, I would fancy? like to hold on to him and make a little, uh, you know, if he does come back, you know, make a, I, I sent AP to somebody's way for him back. I think that's a pretty good, decent offer for the opposing uh, team I'm trading with. But also, 
could be huge for me if yeah. Bell gets traded. So yeah, yeah. We'll I mean, yeah. It's it's one thing if he comes back week ten. It's a whole another thing if he gets traded to the Jets this oh week. Oh my and god. He's in gangrene and white. Yeah, I can't remember if I put this out. I gotta go dig through my social media and find whether I actually wrote it down or not. Mm-hmm. I had a feeling Le'Veon Bell was gonna go to the Jets in the off season. Oh really? Because I the Jets were reported huh. to offer him just a crazy amount of money. They're like, dude, we'll like we'll give it to you. Like, mm-hmm. We don't care. And now they, they now they have Darnold. They'd like to take a little pressure off him. I think it makes a lot of sense. I've liked that as a destination for him since day one. We'll see if it actually happens. There are some other teams interested in him as well. So apparently ESPN said the talks aren't that serious though. It was just kind of right. like the Jets talking and stuff like that. And while we're on the subject, real quick, there was a report earlier before the the uh, Detroit and New England game that Gronkowski. With Rob Gronkowski was in talks to go to Detroit, possibly. Really? New England and Detroit were in serious talks to to get a trade for Rob Gronkowski, <laughs> and Gronkowski said no. And it wasn't that he didn't want to go to Detroit. He said, if I leave Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, I will retire. <laughs> That's what That was what is apparently what he said. Yeah, so, I missed that one. Yeah, I must Schefter, have been busy that day. <laughs> Schefter put it out on Sunday that the oh, Lions, well, the Lions <laughs> and Patriots were in real talks for him, and then wow. apparently he said no because, not because of the Lions, but because he didn't want to go anywhere else. Anywhere else but Tom? But New so England, yes. So when New England loses Tom inevitably after this year or next year, they're also losing Gronk. Probably, probably, because wow. apparently he's unhappy there. Apparently it's a really weird clubhouse, which you can see. Belichick's kind of an certainly, oddball, certainly. but he's a good football guy. But he's an oddball. But but if you don't like the club, like if you don't like the situation, wouldn't you be then for going to a different situation? Maybe you it's think just so. Detroit? I think he's just done with know. the bullshit in general. I don't know, but pretty crazy. Gronk. I'll uh, tell you what, yeah. that, that'd be interesting though, because Stafford Stafford thinks, seems like a great fit with Gronk. Yeah. you know, he oh, throws God, a lot yeah. of high balls. It'd just, it'd just be perfect. Oh, I'd be I'd be all over Gronk. I'd be Gronk's fanboy. Oh god, if he remember, came to Detroit, it'd be so great. Remember the last time Stafford had an athletic freak to throw to? Yeah, Megatron. he did pretty well. <laughs> he, that guy caught passes over three defenders. So, Big Web, what'd you say? I said you'd buy the jersey, wouldn't you? Oh god, I'd buy four. Yeah. All, all the different <laughs> colors, the alternatives, all the different jerseys. I'd buy the whatever they got. I'd do it all. Detroit at Dallas. <laughs> Speaking of Detroit, we have the Lions taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys plus, or I should say, minus three and a half points at noon. I take the Lions all day. I'm running. I'm riding this train. I picked with my heart last week, but this is actually with my mind too. I, I think the Lions really made that first step. I mean, seeing the video of Matt Patricia coming into the locker room after that win against the Patriots, getting a big hug from the, hug from the GM, all the players around him, they finally kind of got that chemistry they need. Yeah. He, I think that's the step he needed. Everybody's like, ah, I don't know about Patricia. You're one of them, Zach. Yeah. But even though he was not on the field, he was not the guy throwing the ball, he was not the, the defense making picks against Tom Brady and sacking him, he's still the head coach. He made some good decisions. And Matt Patricia now is beloved in Detroit just for that one win. So I think he's pumped up. I think he's going to get this team going. Dallas still hasn't impressed me much. I mean, they, they no. didn't play well in Seattle at all. I think Zeke could have a good game against Detroit, but I don't think Dak's going to get away from that defensive line too much. Give me the Lions. I mean, I thought even minus 3.5, I would take Detroit, and they're just getting 3.5, so it's kind of icing on the cake. I'll take the Lions. And to your point, it feels like they didn't buy in for that first week. And now signature wins are important oh, yeah. in the NFL. Like They are. You try and say every opponent's equal. That's It's just simply not true. Mm-hmm. And so that was, that was huge for the fans of Detroit, mm-hmm. yourself being one of them. When's the last time the Lions like just beat like one of the – NFL's undisputed best teams and organizations. I, beat the, I mean, when they beat the Packers uh, right. a couple years ago, that was and about that's it. That's a division I mean, game, too, right, so right. you play, you get two cracks at it. But, yeah, the, it felt like that was big for them. And Stafford historically has, I think, kind of torches Dallas, if I, if I have my math right there. This is one of my least favorite games of the week. I don't feel good about either team mm-hmm. for the simple fact that the Cowboys are home and that they looked like a completely different team. Against the Giants, yeah. At home. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. But like I said, I don't love this. I had the Lions picked and went back later and clicked the Cowboys later this <laughs> afternoon. Like, I, I do not feel great about it either way. But since the Cowboys are home, the spread's not that big. I'll take Dallas. I'll tell you what, guys. This is an interesting look at this. But if New England's any good, then... Detroit is a no-brainer this week. And yeah. I, I think New England's a pretty good football team. I know Detroit was at home. 
And I, I remember that game a couple of years back when Detroit handled Green Bay in uh, in Detroit. And then the very next week they went down to Tampa and you everybody was on Detroit and they got smoked by the Buccaneers down there <laughs> mm-hmm. on on natural turf. But now they're back in the dome down there in Dallas. They're getting three and a half. Yep. And Dallas has their struggles. I got to go with Detroit here, boys. Give me Detroit. All right, so Dad and I go with the Lions, and Zach goes with the Dallas Cowboys. Another side note, I did not know this, even as a fan. It's just something you never really notice. But on Johnson, the rookie for Auburn, uh, from Auburn for the Detroit Lions, was the got 100 and I think 20 yards rushing on Sunday. Yep, he is the first Lion to be over 100 yards rushing I'm in a game you didn't know this. since 2013. I'm surprised you didn't know this. I figure people I, would give you so much crap about this. I really never knew it. I mean, yeah. just because I I thought about Abdullah having at least one. I I've, I keep thinking of Job at best, but he was before 2013, and it just seems like it's been a lot closer. But it's <laughs> been since 2013. That's wild. Carry on, Johnson finally breaks that. I mean, because. You know you're a passing team with Matthew Stafford, but still, I mean, unbelievable. I mean, it's it's crazy. So I was listening. I was in the car uh, taking a load to the house, and I was listening to the game on the radio. And it, it was just one of those moments where I had it. I had it perfectly timed. Like mm-hmm. it just worked out to where I was in the car listening to it as this happened. And carry on broke the 100, broke the 100 threshold, and the stadium went nuts. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. That was so cool. But they mentioned it as the game was going, and I'm like, oh shit, I never realized that. Like that, that is such a cool yeah. moment for a rookie too, of all people, to do it. So, uh, didn't know about carry on Johnson coming into the season. Forgot. I don't watch much college football because I, I work on Saturdays usually. So uh, I didn't hear about him. Heard about him in training camp a little bit and stuff. And obviously, he's definitely is known now. I, yeah. uh, in Detroit and any Lions fans out there. So hopefully, he keeps that going. Philly at Tennessee. Next up, we have the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Tennessee Titans. Titans are plus three and a half at home after a good win against Jacksonville. God, Tennessee's been sneaky this year. I mean, they have just been a team that you really don't know what to take from them. They they seem like they're not very good, but they make other teams bad, if that makes any sense. Like, whenever they play them, (laughs) the other team plays down. I, I still don't believe in Tennessee. I think the spread's too low. Philly with Carson Wentz did not cover last week for me against Indianapolis. I really thought that Wentz would come out gunslinging, but he had a couple early turnovers inside their own 25-yard line, which helped the Colts score a couple. Ended up winning the game but didn't cover. I'm still going to take Philly. I think it took Wentz a couple you know, bad plays to get back into his normal state. I think he'll be even better next week against Tennessee. So give me the Eagles plus, or it should say minus 3.5. Yeah, I'm on the Eagles too, and I feel, I guess, a little bit more confident than, than you about it. I think that Carson Wentz will look significantly better this Sunday than he showed last Sunday, which, by the way, still wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, that guy is so, so freaking good. I think to your point about the Tennessee Titans, I feel like they have a lot of hidden talent at positions that don't aren't necessarily the marquee positions. Like, they don't have a standout edge rusher or standout quarterback or running back like or something like that, but they have... They're really good in the secondary. They have, they've got Malcolm Butler over from the Patriots. They've been consistent in the linebacking core. They're really good on the defensive interior. They have pretty good old line play. Like they're and it feels like Mike Vrabel is a decent enough head coach. And so, I yeah, I think the Tennessee Titans are one of those weird teams like the Dolphins you said last week. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I don't believe in their quarterback play. I don't believe that they are good at at the positions that matter. Especially they've lost a little bit from that team they had a year ago and two years ago when they were in the well they were in the playoffs last year they won a playoff game so Mm -hmm. yeah I think they've lost a little bit from that team and so the with the combination of that and I think that Philly will play much better give me the give me the Eagles all day yeah boys I originally was looking at Tennessee pretty hard here thinking you know they played Jacksonville well but I as we talked about, I, I think Jack, that was more Jacksonville's fault for not performing in that football game and having a game plan. We got four home dogs this week. Tennessee's probably the best home dog getting three and a half. Uh, the other ones are uh, Arizona's getting two and a half. New York Giants are getting three and a half and Denver's getting four and a half. But that kind of, if you're going to look for home dogs, probably Tennessee. But with all that being said, I agree with you guys on Philly. I think, though, and really it's mainly because uh, Mariota didn't really impress last week. I mean, he got in the football game, I think it was late second quarter, and only got 100 yards. Did enough to move the ball, but it wasn't anything spectacular. Give me Philly. All right, so Philly all the way around. Buffalo at Green Bay. 
We move on to another noon game on Sunday, the Buffalo Bills. What a game by Josh Allen uh, in against Minnesota. Was it a fluke? Was it something that will happen again? Who knows? But they go to Green Bay, uh, another tough contest. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people thought that the combined score and deficit of these two games against Minnesota and Green Bay was going to be catastrophic for Buffalo. But the fact that the Bills win against Minnesota, hold them under 10 points as well, was remarkable. So now the question is, what kind of game will they play against Green Bay? The Packers are minus 10.5 points at home. Really coming off a brutal loss. I'll call it brutal loss to the Redskins. I mean, just did not play well at all. Uh, Clay Matthews, one of the more interesting storylines of that game as he gets a rough in the passer. uh, Penalty called on him, and Mike McCarthy almost literally hit the referee. The referee was pretty much doing a backpedal like a cornerback does, trying to get away from Mike McCarthy. There are so many NFL defensive backs and linebackers that are so upset with this new rule that you can't put your weight on the quarterback. As you're going down, you have to turn yourself to make sure you don't put any weight on the quarterback. But it's hurting guys. Some guys, some defensive back, I forgot what what team, but tore his ACL this week, they said, because he tried to get away from the quarterback because they keep calling it. So that's a story uh, in in itself. But uh, Green Bay is a team that I think hasn't shown what they really can can – how they can play this year. I think Aaron Rodgers is okay. I thought we were kind of skeptical about his health. I think he's back fully. And this is a pissed-off Green Bay team, kind of like we mentioned Jacksonville, where they're coming off a game against the Redskins where they just flat-out sucked. And now they play Buffalo that everybody's going to say, oh, Buffalo's on their high horse. They're going to keep this going. I know it's 10.5. I know Buffalo was a better team last week, but I just don't believe in Josh Allen. Like like you know, Zach has said, I don't believe Buffalo's a good team. I think Green Bay at home could be scary this week after a tough loss last week. Aaron Rodgers is going to go crazy in this game. I'll take Green Bay minus 10.5. Hate big spreads, but this one, I, I can't get away from Green Bay. You man, you're talking me into the Packers over I, here. So, I can't do it. I can't I, take uh, Buffalo. Yeah, I, I picked the Packers, but I hated it. I hated clicking the button to <laughs> pick them. I because I just did not feel good about it at all. Like I feel, I feel as though the Packers haven't looked good for more than like one half of football. It feels like the whole season. I, yeah, they, they have yet to play a good football game, and you're right. They, they better be pissed off. I mean, as a fan of the team, you better be mad <laughs> because they should be so much better than what they've shown. Mm-hmm. And you, as a as a fan that watches basically every snap of of their games, you can see it in flashes. And I understand the defense is young, and there's going to be growing pains because they basically had to turn over the whole thing. They're still paying for a lot of mistakes that Dom Capers and Ted Thompson made as the defensive coordinator and GM of this team. For the last five to ten years, all the offensive linemen they've let walk. How about letting Casey Hayward out the door? Morgan Burnett was this past offseason. And so there's obviously still going to be growing pains. But, yeah, you'd like to see a little bit more from this team. They better kick the shit out of the Bills. They're way better than them. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you got me feeling a little bit better about it now. But, yeah, I certainly hope so. I got the Packers, but eh, we'll see. <laughs> Big web. I'll tell you what, guys, I I don't believe Buffalo is going to get the gifts that they got last week. I mean, there's a lot of those turnovers where, heck, I think one of them was inside the 12 on a fumble by Cousins, and the other one was uh, uh, inside the 20. So they had very short fields. That was a couple times. I don't see those gifts happening. But at the same time, I agree with you that Green Bay was less than spectacular last week. I think 10 and a half is too many points. Give me the bills. Yeah. All right. Well. We I'll blame a, you. We got a Buffalo pick. I was so, so close to picking them. It's close. I I just I don't know. I can't take Buffalo until I see it again. I can't unless it's if they only lose by seven. I'll still give them the benefit of the doubt. But yeah. I just don't think they're even close to being okay. I just I, I think I, they I had either. a lucky stretch last week. Yeah, I, I I don't either. I'm with you. It's the ten and a half points is kind of what scared me to Big Webb's point. But yeah, you're right. I think that them and the Cardinals did one week does not a season make. That's why mm-hmm. the NFL is so fun. There's there's so many statistical anomalies that happen, like right. Josh Allen scoring two touchdowns on the ground, or Drew Brees running in two touchdowns. Exactly. We also saw, you know, a couple weeks ago, New Orleans almost lost to, to Cleveland, which yeah. you know, and I don't think Cleveland's that bad of a team now, but they scored less than 25. Then they yeah. put up 40 plus against Atlanta. So it's right. like anything can happen, and yeah. teams will show their true colors in the next couple weeks. Uh, so with that being said, Dad has Buffalo plus ten and a half. Zach and I have the Green Bay Packers. Houston at Indy. Next up, this is one of the most interesting games. Houston, plus one and a half, going to the Indianapolis Colts at noon on Sunday. 
Houston is winless, boys. They have lost to the Patriots. They have lost to the Titans and at home against the Giants last week. But all the games have been uh, decided by at least less than seven. 27-20 loss to the Patriots, 2017 to the Titans, 27-22 to the Giants. Just heartbreaking games for the Texans. I'm going to give them this one. Indy played well last week against Philly, but kind of like Dad said with Buffalo, uh, getting opportunities with Cousins, having some turnovers. You know, Indy still lost the game against the Philadelphia Eagles, but Wentz also gave them opportunities to score. So they should have lost by at least double digits, in my opinion. Houston has to win. They have to get a win. I think they have too much talent to go 0-4. I'd be shocked if they do not at least win this week, and they're also obviously getting one and a half. So I'm going to take Houston to win the game outright. Indy's a good team. They're scary to pick against, too. And at home, they could be interesting. But I think Houston has to win this game, and uh, I'll take the Texans plus one and a half. Who do you guys think is the more surprising 0-3 start, the Texans or the Raiders? I'd say the Texans, 100% the Texans. I'd say the Raiders. I, I expected that something a little more. See, I think they got all, all washed up, guys. I, I'm with you, TJ. I'm really surprised the Texans have started out 0-3, and I feel like everybody's banging on Deshaun Watson. I don't know if that's entirely warranted. No. I, and I'll tell you what, on the Colts side of things, now, I've been a big Andrew Luck guy. I, I don't know if he's still hurt or what the deal is. He hasn't looked very good through three weeks, I don't think. Looked okay last week. He, he looked better. He's okay. Like, in, in Philly, I mean. If you look at the stat line, too, historically, like, he carries just bad bad indie teams. Like, he's throwing for 350, and they're still losing by 14 points. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's just not there. So, I, I'm with you. The Texans, I think, are the better football team, A. B, whenever you go on the road in a dome – now there are certain there's certain uh, holdbacks to this. Like I don't like teams going into New Orleans Dome, but there are also other teams that play in the Dome that I I think the home field advantage gets taken away a little bit. Indy's one of those teams. Mm-hmm. I, I think the Texans won't be rattled too much going to Indianapolis to play. I think that they'll be much better, and I expect them to get the win. Also, you mentioned the line, TJ, one and a half. It's like essentially a pick, pick em, em, Yeah. So I think the Texans are going to win. Jimmy Houston here as well. They, uh, it's time for them to do something. I agree with you absolutely. Indianapolis is not blowing my skirt up, and this number, it's just, it's an odd, it's an odd number. I don't, I don't think these are even teams. It's just they're going kind of that Houston's down right now. So, Jimmy Houston, I think they're a much better team. All right, the Houston Texans all the way around on the panel as uh, they are getting one and a half points at Indianapolis. Miami at New England. Next up, we have the Miami Dolphins heading out to New England at noon on Sunday. New England is minus 7.5 points, according to CBSSports.com. Currently, the Miami Dolphins are 3-0 and leading the AFC East with Ryan Tannehill. Tom Brady and the Patriots are 1-2. Like we all thought. Let me tell you something. (laughs) I have never, ever seen the face that I've seen on Bill Belichick until... Sunday after that loss against Detroit. He hugged his good buddy Matt Patricia, and he didn't flinch his eyebrows. He didn't flinch his his mouth. He didn't flinch a nostril. He was dead serious. Before the game, two Lions fans, little kids, tried to give him a high five, and he walked right past him. I mean, (laughs) Bill Belichick is a different type of guy. He is interesting, and when he goes one and two, he doesn't go one and two. Bill Belichick doesn't go one and two. When he does, (laughs) you better believe they're going to win next week, and they're going to put every fucking thing out that that they can. So with that being said, give me the Patriots minus 25 in this game. There's no way they cannot lose this game by – I, I don't see them losing, period, but I don't think they win by any less than 10. Miami, I know I have never, ever <laughs> given them any satisfaction. I know they always screw me every time I pick against them, but I don't give a shit. Give me New England, <laughs> minus 7.5. There's no way they can lose this game by less than 10. Oh, I love it, dude. I love it. <laughs> give me the Pats, too. The new, or I should the, say, sorry, win this game by less than 10. That's what yes, I meant. Yes, yes. G- give me the Pats, too. The Dolphins do always take one from New England, whether it be in Miami or up in Foxborough. They hardly ever get swept by the Pats, but you're right. Everybody's kind of freaking out about the Patriots, and I think they're exactly what I think all of us thought at the beginning of the season. I had them pegged at 10-6. and six. They're going to win the division by default because nobody else is good. Miami will be at 9-7, and 8-8. Eight and eight. Maybe they make the play playoffs in a wild card maybe they don't and so that's st- they're still on track to do that this is September football the the Patriots start slow we all thought they'd take a step back they don't have the roster that they've had in years past that their defense sucks 
Bill Belichick will outcoach people, so that's what, why they'll win games. Mm-hmm. And then they have TB12 on offense, and so that's how they'll win on that side of the ball. I, I, I'm with you, man. Minus 7.5, I don't care. G- give me the pats at home. They, they, the hoodie is going to be so pissed off this week. <laughs> he, he, you're, you're exactly right. Him and Tom, who was chucking helmets on the sideline last Sunday night, they are out for blood this Sunday. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the millennials are fired up about this one. <laughs> I love Miami here. Miami's getting seven and a half points. They had a trick play last week. They got a wide open offense last week. New England is coming back to the pack. You absolutely got to take the Dolphins here. It's still warm up there in Foxborough. It's not winter yet, boys. Give Whoa. me the Dolphins plus seven and a half points. I agree with you until they lost to Detroit. If, if they would have beat Detroit, I would have taken Miami here. Since yeah. they lost to Detroit, there's no chance. Actually, I, I, I really don't <laughs> think there's a chance. I'm actually with you. I think I would have done the same thing. <laughs> Belich- if Belichick, if they go down by, I mean, if they lose this game by 10, like if, if right. Miami comes in there and beats them by at least 10, Bill Belichick may retire. Like, he will never come back. I, I'm telling you. Like, they do not go 1-3. The Patriots don't go 1-3. and three. There, There's no chance. And I get about the cover. It might be different, yeah, even if they win right. by 3. But I think it's just... You know, flat out Tom Brady through the air, you can't right. stop him type thing. Well, also too, you know what's crazy? If if Miami was like one and two or two and one, I think I might have leaned more in their direction. I just like like you said, the Pats don't start out one and three. The Dolphins don't start out four and zero. Oh. Yeah, absolutely, no way. absolutely. All right, so uh, go ahead. Hey, what the right now? Just just real quick. I mean, New England, New England's got to get their Gordon in there. They got to get their new receiver going. They, you know what? I've seen it yet. They'll be fine. They've been one and two before, and and they've gotten to eleven wins. So I mean, they they can do it. I just I, I'm shocked because I know everybody out there knows the Belichick Brady era is coming to an end. Is it after this year? Is it after next year? When is it? But it's coming to an end. But I just I don't see it happening. I see it ending on a positive note, not on a negative note. I might be one of the only people to think that. But I think if Brady and Belichick are done, it's going to be a loss in the Super Bowl, a loss in the AFC Championship, a, yeah. cha- a Super Bowl championship win, something it's not gonna positive. Be it's not going to be missing and going one and eight yeah. to start the season. No way. No, yeah, there's I'm no chance. You. I don't. Too know. good. That's just me. But Dad's got Miami, so we'll see. Big Web's got Miami. Should be interesting. Hey, hey, Big Web, I got a question for you. So, do you think Miami wins the game, or it's just the spread? So, like, you don't like the Pats to cover? I think there's a damn good shot they win the football game. Mm. I really. I really do. See, okay. see, now I understand the spread's a little high. Like, I don't love that, especially with New England's defense. Logic kind of tells you bad defense. They may not be able to cover it, but yeah, that, that shocks me. I I think there's there's no way the Patriots drop this one. You're always welcome. Also, Go ahead. also, I'll say this. I'd like I'd like to play this back at about week nine or ten, but I I show uh, I I really see New England as a 500 football team this year. I really do. <laughs> Hot so take. We will we will see, boys. So we'll talk to you. Let's just record this for week nine or ten. <laughs> oh, we'll pull it back up. We'll definitely will. Who wins the division then? It could be Miami. <laughs> it could be Miami. Three one four eight seven seven eight five nine seven. You have a hot take on the Pats or Miami. Tampa Bay at Chicago. Next up, we have Tampa Bay takes on Chicago at noon. Last noon game on Sunday. Chicago minus two and a half points. Barely beat uh without the spread they beat the uh, arizona cardinals last week but did not cover minus two and a half against tampa i'll tell you something fitzpatrick i still don't know how what this team is i know they lost to the steelers they got a bad defense and fitzpatrick did his thing but the guy's got 11 touchdowns in three games uh he obviously knows what he's doing right now it's working out the right way and uh, I think the offense is going to score a lot. And from what I saw from Trubisky last week, uh, I don't see much with that Chicago offense. The defense is there, but uh, Fitzpatrick seems like he's he's got the magic. We call him Fitzmagic for a yep. reason. I mean, he's got at least three touchdowns in his first three games. It's been impressive. I'm going to take Tampa. The spread's really low. Um, I was shocked. I would think that Chicago was at least minus uh, three and a half, maybe. Uh, or, or I'm sorry, I think it would have been three and a half or even one and a half to make it, you know, Something happened. I thought that Tampa would be the favorite in this game. I'm kind of shocked the way Chicago played last week, even though they're at home, that they're the favorite. So I, I would love Tampa to win this game outright. I'm going to take the two and a half and uh, and be happy with it. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, I'm a huge fan of Ryan Fitzpatrick, and that Bears defense is for real. But it, the Bears are all the way back because – we now think of the Bears as, well, their defense might score more points than their offense. Mm-hmm. That is, in essence, what the Chicago Bears, since the 
turn of the millennium have been. So I'll keep this short and sweet. I like Fitzmagic. If if Winston starts, maybe I change it to the Bears. But yeah, I, I like the Bucks. I think that they're good. They had a chance to win that Monday night game last night. So the only reason Tampa lost the Monday night game was he, he lost it in the first half with the three picks he threw. Other than that, Tampa should have won that game last night. Tampa will move the ball against Chicago. It's good, you know. Chicago's defense has a good rush, as we know, but uh, I think it'll be able to be mobile enough to get things going. And uh, you're right, guys. Chicago just doesn't have enough on offense to keep up with Tampa. I'll take Tampa. All right, so Tampa clean sweep at the Chicago Bears. Cleveland at Oakland. First 3 o'clock game, we got the Cleveland Browns, the 1-1-1 one and one and one Cleveland Browns, <laughs> taking on the Oakland Raiders. God, they're awful. I mean, Oakland is just horrible. Uh, they are minus two and a half. Oakland is minus two and a half points in this contest. Let you know they are winless this season. They have not won a game. They gave up another lead to the Dolphins last week. Dolphins beat them by eight. The, the Raiders are washed up. Uh, they look awful. They just That's the only way to say it. They traded away their only asset on their defense. They got a washed up running back in Marshawn Lynch. They got a washed-up wide receiver now who's been getting hurt too much in his career in Jordy Nelson. Hey, watch. And I'm just saying. <laughs> no, and, you're right. And Derek Carr uh, is not the quarterback that I think everybody thought he was. Amari Cooper hasn't been given, given enough targets, hasn't been himself. This team is in shambles. And the Cleveland Browns with Baker Mayfield now starting. Yeah. Finally get a win. Everybody's behind them. I know it's in <laughs> Oakland, but I'm going to ride that Browns train, and they're also getting two and a half. So give me Cleveland. Yeah, I, and I didn't love Baker coming out. I thought he was – I think there's three tiers of quarterbacks when they come into the league, how you feel about them. They're going to be good. They're going to be really good franchise guys for the next 10 to 15 years. That's where I see Rosen and Darnold. There's the second tier that they're going to work. They're, they're going to work. They'll get a second contract. Eh, maybe they play 10 to 15 years. Maybe they don't. I'd put the Case Keenums of the world in that category, the Kirk Cousins, uh-huh. those type guys. That's where I had Baker, and – it's weird, man. I root for that guy. Oh, it's like, great. When I saw him in the second half, he, he's just wins. He, he, it's such a great story, too. Two-time walk-on out of a high school that recruited, that has a lot of D1 guys out of their high school, and nobody wanted to give him a scholarship. He mm-hmm. walks on at Texas Tech. They, he wins the job as a true freshman walk-on. He gets ousted out of there. Cliff Kingsbury says, "Yeah, like we're not gonna we're not gonna start you. We're going in a different direction because they bring in the new head coach." So then he walks on at Oklahoma. At Oklahoma, one of the more storied franchises, he wins that job. He didn't even tell Bob Stoops he was coming. Mm-hmm. He just showed up, and he wins that job. He had to sit out a year because of the transfer rules. Then he wins that job, lights it up, comes into the NFL. A lot of scrutiny. A lot they also of, won a Heisman. Yeah, <laughs> won a Heisman too. Yeah, just glossed right over that yeah. fact. So. I love the guy. The Browns are one of those feel-good teams. I, I I root for them. I know I'll be rooting for them in this game, despite picking the Raiders. One quick fact about the Raiders. This is why I'm going with them. Spread's really low. It's less than a field goal. They have not trailed in the first three quarters of games. They have had the lead or tied in all first of the 45 minutes of football throughout the first three weeks of the season. They haven't been able to close out games. I think that speaks to coaching with Gruden. I still think that it's going to be a dumpster fire in Oakland. I'm with you. But the Browns with a rookie quarterback, after all the the hubbub from winning on Thursday night, I think they'll come back to earth a little bit, and I got the Raiders. Hmm. I think Oakland's going to be okay this year. I, I don't see them reeling. I don't see them, like, just totally – messed up i i think they're going to come back they got too good a coach out there cleveland is a solid team we're finding out this year they're starting to put it together they got a lot of young players but they also mean that means they got a lot of energy also i think uh i think cleveland in the mayfield uh uh scenario here is going to keep rolling give me cleveland all right so dan and i have cleveland and zach has the oakland raiders seattle at arizona Next up, we have Seattle going on to Arizona as the Cardinals are plus two and a half points at home. And uh, they're playing at three o'clock. Almost beat the Bears for their first one of the season. And uh, you, we did see Josh Rosen come in. Rosen. Rosen come in uh, for Sam Bradford later on in the contest. But uh, they end up losing that game anyway after being up 14 to nothing. Seattle played well last week. There's no better way to say it. They uh, moved the ball against Dallas. I know Dallas isn't the strongest team in the world, but I think Seattle will continue uh, that type of pace into this week against Arizona. They still got a lot to prove to me. 
I would stay away from this if I was making a bet, but if I'm going to pick the game, I'm going to take Seattle minus two and a half. Yeah. Steve Wilkes putting Rosen in that game against the Bears. It's kind of random. Set yeah. him up for failure. I mean, I thought I liked Rosen the most coming out of coming out of school. I thought he was going to be better than Darnold. I still think he could be, but boy, he's going to have to overcome a lot of dysfunction. I do not like the situation he's in with the Cardinals. Give me Seattle. I couldn't care less about this game. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate Seattle. I hate Arizona. I don't know what the <laughs> hell to tell you. <laughs> Seattle. The only reason I'm going with Seattle is the spread's only two and a half, so give me Seattle. Who cares, Bull? <laughs> Seattle all the way across. Nothing more said. San Francisco at L.A. Chargers. Uh, we move on to another 3 o'clock game. San Francisco takes on the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers now minus 10 and a half. They, that may shock a lot of people if they did not watch football this weekend. But Jimmy Garoppolo tears his ACL out for the season, as that was announced. Uh, C.J. Beathard is currently their starting quarterback. So Sweet. if they don't sign another quarterback in the next two days, uh, I love the Chargers minus 10 and a half, and that's where I'm going. Enough said. Yeah, me too. I mean, it, it, if you plan, if you have to go grocery shopping on Sunday or run some errands, plan them at three o'clock. Like these three o'clock <laughs> games suck. <laughs> Good way to do it. They're bad, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be rough. So yeah, give me the Chargers. I don't need to say anything more other than C.J. Beathard. You already hit the nail on the head. Yeah, this this number is slightly scary because Frisco's still a professional football team, but I see them having problems on offense. Give me the Chargers. All right, so Chargers all the way around and another Who Cares Bowl at 3 o'clock. <laughs> By the way, so I saw this. I don't know if it was in Vegas or who put it up, but the percentage for the San Francisco 49ers to make the playoffs, I believe, was at uh, just over 30%. And now without Garoppolo, it drops to 1% is what they did. Wow. Well, they were over before they got him, weren't they? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. So an interesting, interesting right there. New Orleans at New York Giants. Uh, next up, we move up to the last 3 o'clock game of Sunday. New Orleans Saints head out to the Giants to take on, or sorry, head out to New York uh-huh, to take on the Giants. <laughs> uh, the Giants are plus 3.5 points. That is the 325 contest. Um, you know, Giants escaped last week with a win, and uh, they looked better. Barkley got another touchdown and ran the ball well. He's kind of, you know, I would say hit or miss. He's going to be great, but he's still kind of working out some growing pains, I think. New Orleans, after that game against Cleveland, uh, the way they responded against Atlanta was impressive. And the fact that Drew Brees was just a leader. He was just himself again. He just used every weapon he possibly could. He goes into Atlanta, wins in overtime, takes that drive all the way down in overtime to win the game. Rushed for two rushing touchdowns, including a QB sneak and one that he did a spin move. I don't think he meant to do it. He got hit and spun like a top, and then he just kind of, oh, look, a couple yards in front of me, and he ran to the end zone. But the guy's a competitor. Uh, he played at the top of his game last week. The Giants are still a big question mark, and they are. And the, the fact that the spread is not at least 6.5 to 7.5 for New York, I really think it could be there. I would be a little you know, kind of disheartened by it, but I think that uh, New Orleans is the better team. I think 3.5 is too low, and uh, I'm going to take the Saints. I think New Orleans is the better team as well. However... I don't think the Saints are a different team. It feels like when you get them away from the Superdome and they're fine in the division when they stay in those domes in the southeastern portion of the nation or when they go to other warm weather destinations. Now, I get that it's still warm out, but I I don't know. I don't like them going up to New York. Hmm. I, I think that that could be a game in which we don't see them play very well. Conversely, for New York, like this is a huge game for them. They're one and two. You lose this, you're one and three. Your season's looking like it's down the tube. So, this, the Giants are also getting points in this. I, I think it's kind of a coin flip game. They're at home, and we we said home field matters. And so I'll take the Giants plus the points. This is one where I kind of needed the spread to help me figure it out because mm-hmm. if it was just a pick them straight up, I really don't know what direction I'd go. You know, Zach's talking about 3 o'clock games being a sleeper, and he's right. It might be a good time to fly to Mexico or something. (laughs) I know, right? uh, This is bad. The New Orleans-New York game is a little more exciting than the other here at 3 o'clock. I'm just such not a New York Giant fan, man, and i got to get away from that. i got to really look at this team normally, but I'm not going to do it this week. (laughs) Give me me New Orleans. (laughs) Fair enough. And, uh, He's honest with the crowd. They're a much better football team, and uh, I don't think the three and a half is enough. I think that should be six and a half. And uh, 
Give me Drew Brees and the boys. All right, so uh, Dad and I go with New Orleans, and Zach goes with the New York Giants. Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Uh, next up, we have Sunday Night Football as the Baltimore Ravens head out to Pittsburgh, and the Steelers are minus three and a half points after a three-point win in Tampa Bay. Baltimore, again, is just one of those teams that slowly, slowly, slowly either gets into the end zone or doesn't get in the end zone or is good on defense or sucks on defense, but they're not consistent. Even if they're doing better on the offensive side of the ball than they did the previous week, they still don't make big steps. They still don't make big strides. They still make mistakes all the time, and they just aren't a team that's reliable. I mean, they're not a team that you want to reliably pick every week. And with that being said, they're going to Pittsburgh, who's coming off a win. Yes, they only won by three, but they scored a lot of points against Tampa. They needed a win like that to get, you know, kind of a boost. And uh, they're minus three and a half points at home. That place is going to be roaring. Uh, Obviously, AFC North, big-time matchup between two of the bigger powerhouses in the AFC North over the past 10 years or so. This is a big-time rivalry inside the division. I don't see Pittsburgh losing this game, and uh, three and a half to me is too low. So give me Pittsburgh. Yeah, give me Pittsburgh, too. The, the, for as bad as the 3 o'clock games are, they saved them for prime time mm-hmm. because I can't wait to watch this Baltimore Steelers game. Then the Monday night games, I think, is going to be really good, too. But, yeah, give me the Steelers in this one. I'm with you on Baltimore. They're one of those teams that I think be, the reason you you can't pick them every week is because they don't have a top 10, de- t- 10 defense, but they don't have a bottom half of the league defense. Mm-hmm. They don't have a top ten offense, but they're not the worst offense. Like they're so they're right in the middle. It feels Everywhere. like at, it, you can even break it down like to a position. Like it feels like they have guys that are just they're good. They're not great. Scattered around. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're okay. Like yeah. that's just how I feel about them. And sometimes it's good enough to get them into the playoffs. Sometimes it's not. I told you last week. I think Baltimore is a dark horse playoff team potentially to sneak into a wild card spot. They are two and one here. And the Steelers kind of were in shambles. However, this is, is the game, I think. Pittsburgh, the class of the AFC North, gets it back on track. They're at home, prime time. This just feels like a classic, classic Pittsburgh game. In the past, these two teams used to play smash-mouth football like crazy. Now Pittsburgh's much more of a finesse team with no defense. And uh, Flacco likes to throw it up. I, I, I expect this game to be a highly scored uh football game primetime Sunday night Pittsburgh's got a little more than Baltimore the spreads low I'll take Pittsburgh at home all right clean sweep Pittsburgh Steelers at home on Sunday night football Kansas City at Denver finally for week four we have the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Denver Broncos Denver is at home plus four and a half on Monday night I still am shocked at these lines I mean I Patrick Mahomes is lighting it up. I mean, right now, he is not only talking about rookie of the year. He's talking about, because isn't he still technically a rookie? Did he start any games last year? He started one in week 17. So how does that work? Is he not a rookie for sure now because he started one? I'm pretty sure he can get rookie of the year. Be like a Ben Simmons rookie. Okay, because I wasn't sure how that worked. So either way, whatever the case is, this guy has a chance to win MVP the way he's playing right now. The Chiefs have... To my opinion, the best offense that is shown right now. I mean, Kareem Hunt was a quiet kind of source last couple weeks and then all of a sudden explodes last week for a couple touchdowns, showing that he's still a pretty good back in the NFL. And then, I mean, you got Tyree Kill stepping up when he can, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey. They got everything on that offensive line. Yeah. And, and Mahomes looks like a veteran. I mean, he looks so damn good. The one thing is, can Kansas City, whoever they're playing each week, stop the other team's offense because their defense isn't there? Well, they're playing Denver. And they lost to the Baltimore Ravens last week. Had a fast start with Keenum, but really dropped off in that second half. And uh, we're under 20 points once again. This is a no-brainer to me. I'm taking Kansas City. Denver's not going to be able to keep up with them. I know they got a better defense. They play better at home. They're going to get to Mahomes a little bit better than some other teams. But the way that the Chiefs have been scoring against everybody, no matter if they're home or on the road, I have to take Kansas City here. The spread's way too low. Give me the Chiefs. Yeah, you have to believe in what you've seen, right? And I don't fault you for that at all. I think if there was ever a come-down game for a basically rookie, I know it's his second year, but he's a rookie, this is it. On the road, Monday Night Football, mile high, that place is going to be going nuts. And the Broncos are still 2-1. and one. And they're, they're good in that stadium. They have a good defense. Von Miller's going to be coming after Patty Mahomes like a madman. Now, again, if you picked the Chiefs to win this game, 
they are road favorites. So obviously most of America loves the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are fantastic in September, and we're in September. So would I be surprised to see the Chiefs win this game? No, not in the least bit. However, the fact that the Broncos are at home in prime time and they're getting more than a field goal, I have to take Denver. Wow. He's thinking now. <laughs> I'm with TJ, Zach. I'm, I'm I'm going with the Chiefs, absolutely. This number, to me, should be seven and a half points all day long. Mm-hmm. Kansas City has shown consistency and power on offense. Denver has not. Uh, and they have ways of working around Von Miller in the rush with their, uh, with their screen game and uh, what they can do with their tight ends. So I'm going Kansas City for sure here. All right, so Dad and I go with Kansas City Chiefs, and Zach goes with the Denver Broncos on Monday night. So that'll do it for the regular picks. It is now time for our locks of the week. And as I mentioned, I am just put up a dud. I'm 0 for 3 on locks of the week. I understand if you want to give me some weeks to come back because it is embarrassing. I understand. Uh, Zach is 2-1, and one, and Big Web is also 2-1. and one. Gentlemen, I'll get mine out of the way so the real pickers can talk on locks of the week. Um, <laughs> I will take... New Orleans minus three and a half. I truly, truly believe they're going to outplay the Giants. I really think Drew Brees and that offense is just going to outshine Eli. And even though I think Eli has some spunk in him a little bit, this New Orleans team is a team that even away from home, you saw it last week in Atlanta in a hostile environment, they can score points, they can score at will, and I think they're going to score way too much for the Giants to keep up. They're only minus three and a half. That's not nearly enough. They're going to win at this game by at least seven points. Give me New Orleans minus three and a half as my lock of the week. I was between a couple different teams, and it's getting more competitive because it's getting tougher to pick these locks for sure. But I'm actually going to take the Oakland Raiders at home, minus two and a half. They're 0-3. I think they get off the schneid. I really do feel pretty confident about this. Wow. Again, they have not trailed in the fourth quarter at all. The Browns are still the Browns. They still have won one game in the last, what, two years? So... Yeah, I, I the the spread's so small that it's basically a pick 'em. If it was any bigger, if it was more than a field goal, I would not pick them. But the fact that it's just two and a half, I really think the Raiders are going to win this football game. I'll, I'll be so surprised if Cleveland wins. Wow. Okay. All right, <laughs> <laughs> big web. Gentlemen, the, the two most solid teams on the board is are the Rams and the Chiefs. The bookends of the of the schedule: Thursday night and Monday night. You look at their opponents. Minnesota is a solid football team that the Rams are playing. To me, Denver's not so solid against Kansas City. For that reason, I'll take Kansas City as my lock of the week, minus the four and a half. And uh, it's a close call. I like, I do like the Rams a lot, but I'll, I'll go with Kansas City here as the lock of the week. All right, so locks. I got New Orleans minus three and a half. Zach has Oakland minus two and a half, and Big Web has Kansas City minus four and a half. And before we wrap it up, Big Web has his best four plays of week four. Dad, what do you got here? Gentlemen, I got uh, two two nice favorites for you and solid, solid parlay. And I know we haven't talked parlays on here yet, but boys, you got to take the Rams minus a six and a half on Thursday night. And you got to take the Chiefs minus a four and a half on Monday night. And, and I'm telling you, put that put those two teams together. Put those two teams together, and, and I don't know. I don't care if you want to count that as one of my picks or what, but I, I would certainly match those two together. And I also got a little sleeper for you, and that is the Miami Dolphins up there at New England plus seven. No <laughs> chance. Yes, I am. I'm picking a long shot right here, right now, and uh, take the Dolphins up in New England plus the seven and a half. We got some wild Fourth picks pick. between the three. Of this us. is interesting. <laughs> Fourth pick of the day is the high-flying over between Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Give me the over in that football game. All right. So top four plays of the week for Big Webb, as he is 8-5 and five on the season, doing pretty well so far. The Rams minus 6.5, the Kansas City Chiefs minus 4.5, and, and also parlay those two together if you'd like. Miami plus 7.5, the underdog at uh, New England, and then you have Pittsburgh-Baltimore over for his best four plays of the week. So there you go, boys. That's week four of the NFL coming your way. Uh, wow. I mean, it's going to be fun. It's going to yeah. be a lot of fun because we're kind of all over the place. Usually it's me and Zach in agreement on a lot of picks. Today it was me and Big Web. Yeah, I was a rogue dog today. <laughs> <laughs> you were. You went all over the place. Oakland, though, you hey, know, it's hard to hate the pick. Hard to hate the pick. Go ahead. 
before you before you wrap it up, I just want to ask you one question. You had said earlier about home and away. How many? I, I see here that I've picked a lot of away teams at the end of the pick. And what? How'd you end up? So I started off with a lot of home. Um, I started off the first three games: Rams minus six and a half, Atlanta minus five and a half, and Jacksonville minus seven and a half. And then after that, I kind of went away teams. I went Detroit, Philly, Green Bay at home, Houston away, New England at home. Then I went Tampa, Cleveland, Seattle on the road, Chargers at home, New Orleans away, Pittsburgh at home, and Kansas City away. So I kind of evened it up a little bit this time. Yeah, I, I had five teams on the road, Seattle on the road, Bucks, Texans, Eagles, and Vikings. I got ten away teams. Wow. <laughs> <And I'm laughs> Holy shit. Damn. It'll be fun. You never know, though. I mean, that, that's why they play the game. But uh, home field advantage is something I'm definitely looking into and more into now. You know, even weaker teams at home kind of boost them a little bit. So it should be a lot of fun. So, again, guys, make sure you follow us on Twitter. That's at Balcony Bruce Pod. You can follow us on there on Facebook as well and Instagram. And if you ever want to get your, your thoughts in, we record every Tuesday night or afternoon. So if you want to get your thought in on the voicemail inbox, we can play, uh, you know, who you think your favorite's going to be for the week or uh, your lock of the week. We would love to keep in touch with you, whether you're wrong or right. We can either have you have bragging rights or make fun of you. Either way, we want you involved. 314-877-8597 again or at Balcony Bruce Pod on Twitter. So that'll do it, guys. Good luck for week four. For Zach Zook, for Big Web, I'm TJ Weber. See you next time.